There we go. All right, all right. So thank you for sharing all that information about shamanism and explaining what a shaman is. And we know that it is not religious and it is okay to tap into it if you feel led to do so. Um, with all of that being said, did you grow up with religion? And if you did, what were your experiences? Yeah, I actually grew up kind of religious. I was Christian. Um, I actually used to teach Sunday school. Uh, I taught second grade Sunday school. I was pretty involved. I was on the worship team. I worked in the office. I wrote all the cards for everybody. Um, so I was, you know, that was a big part of my life. I went to church camp and stuff as a kid. So that was always kind of a connection for me. And you know, kind of like a double-edged sword. There were positive and not so great things that happened. Um, the positives were I really got to learn, um, I guess, the biblical standpoint by the Bible, which was great, but also brought some confusion and things for me. Um, there were things that in my spirit, I was like, that doesn't align, that's not right. Where sometimes I'd really have to take a break <laughs> from church and go to the bathroom and like get get my shit together because I was like, I need some breathing because in my spirit, like I would literally start to turn red and get splashy because my energy was so disturbed by it because I was like, no, no, that's not right. Um, but I got to have my connection with my angels, learning about those different aspects because that really did compile into what got me here. Uh, my grandmother communicated with angels, and I thought she was nuts, right? I wasn't as close to that side of my family. I didn't really know my dad's side. So I was like, okay, she's crazy. And she's like, you'll see. You'll see. When you're older, you'll understand. I was like, okay. Well, she was right. <laughs> I did see. <laughs> but um, I'm thankful for that because I did learn a lot. Um, but now, from this place, right, what I had to do when I went on my, you know, I had my near-death experience, I was like, I know my truth. I know the truth. I already know this. So I got to then look at the Bible and these different aspects from a different standpoint. I saw the energetic aspects, the metaphysical aspects of the Bible of like, you know, finding God within yourself. Yeah, because we are, you know, that God energy is within us. But realizing some of the unbalanced perspectives of basically only teaching us, right, the masculine perspective and we've lost the feminine and we need both for the balance and i think that's a big part of you know for me personally being a celestial shaman that's a big part of my goal is to you know help right helping humanity ascend and realizing we need those both both of those aspects we need the feminine we need the masculine that doesn't equate to gender there's different energetic roles and they have different purposes um so I did have a long struggle, though, because, uh, you know, I saw spirits since my whole entire life. Um, I saw dead people. I saw things. I felt things. I heard things that people were like, that's weird. And going to church, I was like, that's bad. So I had this internal struggle of I'm bad. I'm evil. I'm not good. Um, God hates me. Like, I had all of these things, these really negative self-talk that I had to unlearn and release to let go of so that it wasn't controlling my life. And then it was like, you know what? God made me this way, right? I was made this person for a reason. I was giving this, you know, I was given these abilities, these gifts for a reason, right? I'm supposed to use them. I'm supposed to use them for the good. Um, and I think that's a big part too, because people are like, oh, if you do that, you're evil. Well, really, what's the intent behind it? What's that person's heart like behind it? 
um, why are they doing it? And if you're doing it from a place of love, from service, wanting to help people to ascend, it's beautiful. And that is our superpower. And we're taught basically that our weirdness, our sensitivities, um, the things that are considered soft or weak or bad, but those are actually our strengths. You know, realizing that being vulnerable and speaking our truth, yeah, it's scary, but it's required, right, for you to be in your power. And when we're not, we're constantly giving our power away to everybody else, to everything outside of us. That's what we're taught, right? That's part of the unlearning process and being like, no, this is mine. When I'm putting my happiness out to the whole entire world, if somebody, like, if somebody doesn't like me, oh my God, I'm heartbroken because I'm not valued. No. We have to value us first and be like, if they don't like me, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm still me. I'm still happy. I know who I am. I know my truth. And I'm going to keep following my heart because it's leading me to where I need to be. I think that's where faith really comes in is having faith in ourselves, having faith in the fact that we are supported, um, that the universe is working for us, with us, for our best interests, instead of being the victim and getting out of the victim mindset of, why does this always happen to me? Oh, nothing good ever happens to me. Why does, no, we got to like re-script that, you know, rewire those systems mm -hmm. so that we can be like, why do I keep having this situation come up? What can I do about it? What haven't I learned from this situation that it keeps reappearing? What things can I change or shift? You know, what do I need to heal or release so that I can pull in the things I really do want? Um, and so start looking at it like, an investigative standpoint kind of to be like <laughs> what am i missing <laughs> what am i missing here Wow. So, does that all make sense <laughs> no it makes sense to me you know and hopefully it makes sense to you know other people that listen in because what i learned on my journey was that we all have these different levels of intuitive abilities like like you said some people have that extra gift an ability where they can see deeper beyond human form. Um, some people have dreams. Some people can see into future things. Um, some people get glimpses of things. And, you know, they may have a dream about something in one form, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's going to happen. Um, you know, and I know personally that has happened to me a lot. <laughs> um, but... Like you said, it's all about being able to embrace that about yourself, being able to say, you know what, this is beyond me. This is not just me. I have this energetic, you know, spirit, you know, God, however people rephrase to it, it's within me and it gives me this power and I can tap into things, you know, or and if I need to share it, then I will. But it's like you said, it's all for helping other people outside of ourselves. So, no, yeah. thank you for uh, sharing that in such detail. Um, I want to switch it up a little bit at this part. Um, yeah. Because it's Pride Month and there's so much around, you know, homosexuality, you know, LGQ2B. There's so many layers, you know, yeah. and a lot has come up this month. For a lot of people, I've heard stories, I'm sure you probably have, um, around events, parades, and just the shaming, the bashing. Um, it, it can get violent. You know, people have lost their lives because 
all they were doing were being themselves and somebody else did not agree with that. So I wanted to um, talk about it, but ask you, do you think because of religion that our society frowns on the homosexual, you know, homosexuality and the L, you know, GQTB community? Um, and this is a two part. And with this, do you think that the slave masters, we're going to go a little deeper with this because I've heard this. <laughs> do you yeah. think the slave masters have anything to do with homosexuality being birthed into our world? Because what I was was told, you know, and things I've read was that in slavery days and even probably before that, um, things were being done, you know, to the men, you know, not just the women, but the men where it would be formed as, you know, a homosexual encounter. You know, men were being sodomized in the anal area. Um, they were having, forcing them to have sex. They were forcing them into oral sex with other men. Um, and it goes a little deeper than that. It's something connected to, I don't know if it's Jamaica. I don't want to put that out there because I may be wrong with the island. But it, there's something connected to an island. Uh, you may have awareness of it. At this moment, I don't have that in front of me. But, you know, this is not speaking for everyone. This is just sharing from what we know, our own insight, and, you know, how we feel about that. And is there any fact or truth to any of this on any level? Yeah, that's a really good, <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> so, um, for the first part, um, I feel... Um, Uh, <laughs> that's okay i know that was a very loaded question um because as i was so sitting good. with this i was like wow this goes really deep you know it, it's not just about people not liking pe men sleeping with men or women with women no this is deeper than that this is something yeah. rooted in us and i know religion is one of them but like yeah. i said when it when we talk about history we talk about slavery we talk about all those different dynamics it's on a full scale right there. Yeah, I definitely, the religion is a huge part of it, honestly, um, you know, and I think that's why so many people, even like people that I know, and I've worked with trans women, I've worked with, you know, people of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I am a member of the community and, you know, I've, I love people for who they are. I fall in love with someone because of their spirit, because of their energy, the connection that we have with one another, do they bring more joy to my life than, you know, chaos, right? Those are the things that matter. Um, and some people have been like, well, Pride Month is turning people gay or it's bringing all this stuff out. And it's like, honey, it was already there. That's the whole point. <laughs> the fact is, it's been happening for centuries or like, yes. you know, even reading things about like Egyptians and having different lovers and all this yes. stuff. Like this has been a part of our history, our culture for centuries, for eons, right? This has been going on for ancient times. The issue has always been religious aspects and feeling bad or people making them feel guilty about it. So a lot of times it was in the closet, which is the whole point of pride, right? It was stuff that was behind the scenes. I don't, I don't want people to know about this. This is, you know, bad or people have talked bad about me or kings that had lovers in the back, right? They're married to their queen, but they're not sleeping with her. They're sleeping with their buddy that comes in at night. Um, you know what I'm saying? This is stuff that's been going on for a long time. 
and it's just being brought up more now. People are saying, hey, it's okay if that's how you feel. Um, that's normal. A lot of people feel like that. Um, and that gender, sexuality, it can be fluid. And if you have a feeling, it may change from one day to the next. That's okay. Kind of releasing the shame around that and how you feel about people. Um, because there's so much shame and things that are, we are taught in society, in religion, and the fact that if you feel this way, it's bad. Um, if you look at somebody and you're attracted to them um, and they don't look a certain way, then that's bad. Um, when, if you look at it from the energetic standpoint, you have soul connections with people. You meet somebody and you have a vibe with them, right? They're on your frequency. Um, you may have different backgrounds that you relate on. You may have connections from past lives with this person that draws you in. Um, it, it's so much more than the physical body. And I think that's the whole point of pride and people sharing their story and realizing that we are more than just the physical body. And that's the whole point. Um, we can love people for who they are, regardless of their body parts. And that should be more important. The, you know, emotional, intimacy, the spiritual aspects with a person, because you can love somebody's body, but if you don't have the energy, you don't have the connection, there's not that feeling, how can you really go further in a relationship? There's always going to be a lack. And I think that is something that a lot of people living in the closet that are hiding their truth, that's what they fall into. They fall into the lack because I'm trying to force myself to fit in. I'm doling myself down to fit in instead of being myself. And once you finally come out of the box and you're like, this is me and I love myself and it feels good. And you don't want to go back to that place because you realize how crappy it felt. Um, so to me, I think that is a big part of it. These things have been happening for a long time. We just weren't supposed to talk about them. And in this place that we are in society with people raising awareness, um, consciousness is expanding. Um, we're going through evolutionary changes right now where people are being like, it is okay. Um, there's going to be people that don't agree with it and that's okay. But if you don't agree with it, that doesn't mean you have to be mean, hurtful and spiteful to other people. It's not your life. And really, why do you care what somebody else is doing in their bedroom? You should be more concerned with what you're doing in your own bedroom. So why does it matter? They're not hurting you. They're living their life. They're being happy. Um, they're spreading love and support um, and encouragement to other people. That's pretty awesome. So I think that, you know, there's just a lot of misconceptions. And that's kind of why education and things um, around pride is important so that you can understand why people are the way they are. And instead of getting, you know, aggressive or vulgar, ask questions. You know, how did you know that this was who you are? Um, did certain things happen in your life that led you to this place? Um, and how did you feel beforehand? And you know, if you've never met somebody from the LGBTQ plus community, you don't know. And I think that's a big part of it. It's they don't, people don't know, they don't understand. And when we don't understand something, we, there's fear. And that feeds into it because then people are afraid because it's it's outside of their normal. And I think that plays in more than just the pride aspects that goes into all different aspects. If you know, for me being spiritual and my abilities, there's been a lot of times where I didn't fit in places. And in my past, I used to change how I communicated things a lot because people didn't understand. Um, so there's just a lot of different things. And 
you know, educate yourself, read mm-hmm. books, watch a show. Um, you know, like there's a show on HBO, it's called We're Here. And they're drag queens and they're going to like these little small towns. They go right up into the Bible Belt and see the discrimination. And I think that is something too. Um, you know, there's discrimination on gender, on race, on ethnicity, how much money you make. Like it's so much broader. And then Absolutely. you have the sexuality aspect brought mm-hmm. in and people, you know, where it's locking doors, calling police, all of this stuff. Absolutely. And if you look at the people that are on the show and you see their pain, I don't know how someone can see that and not feel what that is like. How can you not feel what that person is? You can feel that extreme, especially if someone's energetically sensitive, if they're an empath or something, you can feel that person's pain. And it's like, why should someone have to live like that just to make other people comfortable? No, I don't believe that's what God, creator, source would want. We're all supposed to be beautiful, happy, abundant beings, whatever that is for us. Absolutely. No, um, I agree with all of that and above. Um, You know, I used to get this curiosity because I feel like it was a stigma put on women. You know, when they became lesbians, it was like, oh, some man hurt her. She was traumatized (laughs) or abused by a man. So that's why she turned to women. Let's change that stigma because that's not always the case. I, I, I feel like sometimes, like you said, sometimes people go through these different experiences with another person and it's in that experience you start to see yourself. You start to feel like this is not for me. I think I, I think something different is for me. Um, maybe that woman felt like she really wasn't intimate. Maybe it could be that. It's not always because a woman was hurt or abused or had a bad relationship that she goes and turned to a woman. You know, and I started asking a lot of women around me who were, you know, lesbians. I asked them, I said, hey, what made you get involved with a woman as a lifestyle in a relationship? And that's the way you live. And there will be some in between that would say, hey, you know, I just went through a lot with men. And I just wanted to try something different. Um, And then there were other women that said, because this is who I am. I am really attracted to women. I'm not really attracted to men. Yes, I had a child with a man, but it was in that experience where I started to realize that's not what I want. I really, this is where I'm supposed to be, you know? Um, There's so many different layers there's different reasons but like you said if you just talk to people you can learn a lot from them you know um even with myself personally you know what I mean I always like to be transparent you know we're having conversations you know when I was a younger girl you know you're with your little friends and you're you know you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing but I feel like there's (laughs) even a curiosity that happens with children sometimes not necessarily because a child was abused or they were touched. It's just something that comes over you. And you know, you're with your little friends and you're touching each other's body parts, but in your mind, you're like, we're just kids. It's nothing serious, you know? But of course you tell that to somebody else, they're going to be like, oh my God, like this child, what happened to this child? Somebody touched this child. That's not always the case. You know what I mean? I think it's like you said, that energetic, spiritual, internal thing that just happens where you feel curious about something and you're like hmm maybe you know I've had experiences with with women and girls 
But for me, I was like, this is not, I know this is not something for a lifestyle for me. I don't have that urge to be in a full blown, like one-on-one relationship with a woman where I'm like, I'm a lesbian. No, that wasn't, (laughs) you know what I mean? That wasn't the feeling I had. For me, it, it was more like, a a, a sensual sexual thing like a a turn on thing you know um I'm trying to find the words for it but yeah it was more sexual for me so for me to be with a woman it was a sexual thing it had nothing to do with a full-blown relationship so if one was to ask no I'm not a lesbian I don't claim that because I'm not I've just had sexual experiences with women and I don't feel bad about that. Not anymore. I used to, but I don't feel bad about it anymore. I like what I like. And it's like, oh, the hell well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm grown to each his own, you know? Yeah. Um, now, when you're with a partner, you know, you, we know some couples, they like they like it together. Um, some couples, it's a problem. But right. like you said, it's about that freedom. Pride is about being able to be who you are. And honor that, you know what I mean? Not yeah. live in shame, not live in fear, not live in the box anymore. You know, people still use the word closet. And I'm like, well, let's take closet out of the conversation too. I think it's more of people live in fear of judgment, you know, mm-hmm. with everything in life for so many reasons. And I know religion is one of them. But like you said, it's not just about a sexual uh, lifestyle, your sexual choice, it ties into money, race, everything. There's an yeah. issue with everything, you know? But when it comes to this right here, it's like, when can we just have a different type of conversation? And when do you, like you said, talk to people? When do you sit and have a, and ask questions? When do you stop being harmful? Because I know, I'm sure you've heard some very harsh things. I know I have. And I've had to check people sometimes and say, oh, no, you don't even got to be like that. Why are you being like that? You know what I mean? Um, There's no need for that. You know? Yeah. Learn how to just respect people where they are. As long as they're not throwing it on you, they're not in your face. Why? Like you said, why should you care what somebody else is doing with somebody else in their bedroom? Um, Or even if they're public, they're not harming anyone. You know what I mean? Um, but some people get so deep with it. That's why I brought up the slavery piece because that came up for me. Um, and even with education, yeah, Yeah. even with education, you know, I saw some things, I read some things, I listened to people. They talk about the words we use and where they came from, what they were connected to. Okay. Not to dismiss it. We'll examine that. But see what the thing I think people miss with history is. You have the power to rewrite history. You have the power to create a different type of history. You have the power to take all that energy out of the words, out of the thing, and you could turn it into something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think actually what you said was like a really good point about like um, kids and being curious and how all of that ties in because that's a part of our natural self. Right. That's a part of our bodies and kids are still innocent. They're still connected to their innocence, to their divinity, more open and expansive because they haven't had all of the limiting beliefs and all of these things put on them yet. So they're OK with it. It's as we grow into adults, all that stuff keeps getting brought in and brought in. And then it's like, this is bad. 
And you know, for myself personally, I've always been sexual my whole life. Like as a little kid, right? I was curious, right? I was touching myself. My mom would be like, if you want to do that, go to your room. Like that's okay, but just, you know, it's your body. Um, and I'm very thankful that my mom never shamed me or anything like that. She was always very supportive. Um, and you know, we had talks and things and I was never touched. Um, I had my sexual assault when I was 14, but way before that, right? I never had anything happen. It was just me. I was curious and I noticed things and I felt energy. So I was like, Hey, this feels different. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, um, you know, even as an adult, right. With having experiences with women, that's kind of the whole point of like things are fluid. We don't always have to have a strict regime. We don't always have to have a specific label or category that we fall into. It's just like, Hey, I'm Tasha. This is who I am. Um, this is what I like. This is what I love, what makes me happy. And I'm going to celebrate that, whatever that is for me. And I encourage all of you to do the same for yourself. And I think, you know, things with like slavery and a lot of things that were happened in that scenario and people of all genders were forced to do things that were torturous, unpleasant, not, um, you know, not of choice. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had their bodies and their energies. And I think that's a big point, too, that when someone assaults your body, it's not just your body. It's much more than that, which is why mm -hmm. we have to get into that soul integration, that energy healing. So you can have the whole body healing because it's an invasion of your physical body, but your energy body, your emotions. Um, there's so much more involved to mm -hmm. our life and the things that we go through than just that. Absolutely. Um, and just the last piece of that question, uh, I was reading this and I've heard this. I've heard it in a joke and I've heard it in messages and watching things on TV. What about the science and the DNA part? Because they say when we're born, you really don't know what your birth part is. Because they say that the man's, the woman's clitoris is really like a penis. And the man's penis is really like a clitoris at mm -hmm. birth. And the doctors are the ones who start to separate what the gender of the child is. So um, even with like men who have breasts, we say chest, but they say we're all with woman parts, but it's through the birthing is where everything gets separated. And it's like, you're a male, you're a female, you're a man, you're a woman, you're a boy, you're a girl. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Have you tapped into that at all or, or read up on that? Yeah, well, actually, you know, because I have worked with, like, trans women um, and helping them, you know, almost saying goodbye and grieving, you know, their masculine life, um, that manhood aspect of that physical body, because, you know, that is, if that is something that is a part of your life, that's traumatic. That's a very traumatic life, a traumatic experience. Um and think about too, like I know um, people that have had children and they were born like hermaphrodites, they had both parts. So the parent then, they decide basically what gender their kid is going to be. How do you know they pick the right one? Um, and it's that's where some of that comes into alignment. And sometimes, you know, I believe that we sign up for our life, right? Before we're born, we make a decision of what our life is going to be like. Does it deter based on our decisions and choices and things absolutely but the things that we signed up for they're going to happen and it's up to us to figure out how to handle them and what we want to do to be our best selves and with the whole gender aspect and thinking of that and the energy aspect of we 
we all have these different energies within us. We all have those different parts and different um, makeups. And it just depends on the person, honestly. And that is, I think, why some people may be born with a vagina, but they don't resonate with that. Um, and so if that's something that in your spirit, you look at yourself and you hate it um, because you're like, this is not who I am. I don't feel like this person. That's a very dissociative life because you're not connected to your body. You're hating your body and vice versa, depending on the person, right? Just mm -hmm. whatever the situation may be. So I definitely think there is that connection because then as soon as we're born, we start getting thrown into categories of um, this is a female. So they're supposed to look like this. They're supposed to act like this, talk like this. This is the role that is assigned to you because you have a vagina. Mm -hmm. You have a penis. So this is a role that's assigned to you because of that. And when we take a step back and realize those are just our body parts, that's really only a small portion of who we are as a person. Right. Um, we're right. so much more than that. Absolutely. And we have different <laughs> things that we want and we need and um, who we are, our character, our heart. Those things are more important than what body parts we have. Absolutely. Then when you add the religious part on top of that, you yeah. know, everybody start <laughs> exactly. throwing around the Bible scripture. Well, God, man made woman and man and Adam and rib. I, I've always kind of questioned that whole Adam and rib thing and woman coming from a man. I've always questioned that. Um, I say the jury's still out on that for me today, but it's definitely something, you know, we can always go back to um, at a later time because these conversations bring up so much because so much has been put out there, but a lot of it is not real. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like you said, when we're born, we're innocent. It's when we come into the world and stuff starts getting injected into us. You know, other people's thoughts, our parents, stuff from their parents, stuff from their generation. We start getting injected and infected at the same time with a lot of stuff and our mind starts to accept it. We start to accept it and we think it's real. We think it's true. And that's why when we become these now adults... You know, I say now we got to go back and we got to heal from all that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to yeah. break all that up. We got to start learning things on our own and seeing things for ourselves. And I'm so grateful, you know, because my children, you know, have helped me to kind of see some things differently from the way my mindset was was thinking, the way I had owned it and accepted in my mind. So as my kids got older, they started saying to me, well, uh, Ma, how do you know that? Uh, we live in a different time. And I think a lot of parents overlook that when their children say that to them. This We're not living in your time. We're not you. We are a part of you, but we're not living in your decade. We are in a whole new generation. Things look different to us. Things yeah. feel different to us. We accept things differently from the way you accepted it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, that's something big parents really need to, to pay attention to in honor if you missed it as children now that if your kids are adults it's something to start listening to them now you know what i mean uh we can't change then but we can definitely start from now and we can adopt a new mindset and even though it's going to still be an argument somewhere or a debate it's okay i have a new mindset it's mine i think for myself now so how i feel about a thing you know like you said that's what you stand in and you honor that um and I know we're winding down and uh, 
Um, this has been good. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, it's good Me to too. hear other people's insight and perspectives, you know, on things that, you know, are personal for you or if it's just overall what you see going on in the world. And we know yeah. that we do still deal with um, a lot of sp- spiritual things we still go through it there's still some sting in there there's things that are coming up i call it the exposure um yeah. and it's needed <laughs> um you know as i shared in my you know podcast the other day i talked about it and i said you know what i love exposure i love when you know people who say they are spiritual leaders get exposed i love it i i love it I, and some people would say lakeisha why would you Love that. Why would you want to see somebody get thrown under the bus? Because you thrown people under the bus. <laughs> you know, you you did things that were harmful and in detriment to people. You ran over people's soul with your whole entire car. So I'm saying you want me to extend grace for the way you mistreated and harmed endangered people. And you had no nothing for that no justification you weren't even apologetic you know we're talking about something that's deep it has left a lot of wounds with people you know um and when we don't talk about it i feel like we're a part of the problem you know what i mean yeah um as i've heard stories about spiritual abuse and cults and i see people that still live like this um i just watched an interview with a bunch of women and men and they're it's literally a cult is what they're a part of in their minds they don't think it's a cult but it really is of course (laughs) um and i i said it's something i'm definitely going to share but um just a little bit what would your insight be into spiritual abuse and cults have you ever been adopted into a cult or have you been spiritually (sighs) abused i have been spiritually abused um not into a cult but I love the exposure aspect, too, that you were talking about. I think it's important because people tend to uh, put others up on a pedestal um, and idolize them and Absolutely. act like this person is God. Yes. And when we realize they're a human being, yes. it kind of shatters <laughs> some of that. And it's like, oh, shit, that part. I guess I need to rethink something. Absolutely. And that's why staying connected to yourself is so important because then you're not being manipulated by all these other things. And... I had somebody um, that, you know, was spiritually abusing me. Um, You know, I was psychically attacked. This was somebody that I met that was supposed to be a friend and a mentor um, and was kind of helping me figure things out while I was coming, you know, I was still in my healing process coming out of my near-death experience. And, you know, it was really challenging. Um, I was being physically assaulted um, by things that were appearing. My family was starting to get sick and being assaulted and seeing some of the same things that I was seeing. Um, And it was really about this person trying to steal and manipulate my energy. Um, And once I got to the place where my energy was too high, because I kind of, I started to figure out, I was like, this is what's happening. And I, you know, got my guides and I was like, no. And then um, this, you know, she sent me a message and was like, I saw you and you just had like this glowing light around you. And then she freaked out, like went <laughs> that shit crazy on me um, and started calling me all these crazy names and telling my friends that they were Nazis and all like, is she like wow. lost her shit? What it really came down to was she had spiritual attachments. And when I told her that she freaked, right? She lost her mind, 
like went like the complete opposite. And so that's a very clear sign that somebody that is um, <clears throat> spiritually abusing or manipulating. If you ask them a question and they lose their minds and they start freaking out, attacking you, blaming you and everything else, step away because that is a sign that somebody is doing something they are not supposed to be doing. And I had to do a lot of work to cut those cords. Um, I had to like ward my whole entire apartment. I had to do a lot of energetic cleansing. Um, I had to do a whole ceremony and have my friend come over and help me. Um, it was a long process to really mm -hmm. get rid of that person's energy from me because it was so deep. Um, so that's why I really like to talk about um, energy ethics. Um, knowing your energy, what your energy feels like, because then you can quickly start to feel if somebody's penetrating your energy field. And it's like, mm -mm, nope. And you can get rid of that real quick. So you don't have that long-term process of trying mm -hmm. to get rid of this person and their energy. Um, that is why knowing what you feel like is so important and why I talk about that all the time and having proper energy ethics and being like, if you pick up on information, that's fine, but you don't, protruding into somebody else's energy field without their permission, going in and trying to see what's happening in their mind. Um, that is not okay. That is a form of abuse. And people don't always think of that. We have laws and regulations on abusing somebody's physical body, but there is nothing for, you know, energy um, and spiritual abuse. So that mm. is why us being in our own power and saying mm. no and seeing these different signs is essential for you know, your own health and well being. Absolutely. Um, and it's not easy to take a stand, but, you know, this is how we start to break the cycles, I really think. And that's, and all of this is tying into the last, you know, um, thing I wanted to kind of, you know, jump into was, you know, how do we break the cycles? You know, how do we start to heal from programming and shaming, you know, within our personal selves and our relationships? And even pouring into the, our communities because it's on so many levels. Uh, so what would you, you know, say to that, that part of it? Like, how, how do we start to really tap into some of these things? I know you mentioned about being mindful of your energy. Uh, what if someone says, oh, well, what does that look like? <laughs> you know, how do I be mindful of my energy? And, you know, how do I start to deprogram myself? I know we all have had different experiences with deprogramming and unlearning mm -hmm. um, spiritually. But I think it's good for when people share with each other their spiritual experiences, because you never know someone else could have experienced that and it brings them into an awareness. Um, and that's what it's all about, the, the awareness piece. And then you can tap into resources that may be yeah. available on some level, maybe not energetically so much, but it just depends. Yeah, for me personally, um I would say uh, surrendering is the biggest part, um, surrendering to yourself um, and noticing, right? The biggest tool I suggest for people, especially if this is a new concept for them, um, they're just starting their spiritual journey, maybe they're trying to come break free from religion um, or just trying to figure out who they are, is notice how your body feels in certain situations. Um, when you're talking to someone and they're saying something to you, how does it feel? Um, do you feel tightness in your throat, in your chest? Does it feel heavy? Um, when you go into a room, do you feel like you have, you know, watch how your body posture changes. Are you doing this? 
are you hunching your shoulders over? Because this is a mode of protection. Like it's a subconscious act that your body is doing to protect myself. I don't like this. So I'm going to put my shoulders down, um, put my arms in front of me because I'm blocking. I'm blocking this stuff out. Or when you go somewhere, are you feeling more relaxed? Um, are your shoulders back? Um, does your neck feel a little more loose? Do you feel any heaviness or lightness in your chest? These are really good indicators of what's happening energetically in your body. If you are blocking people out, there's something there that's making you feel uncomfortable. So if you notice that, start digging into that of why is this making me uncomfortable? Why do I, when I talk to this person, am I feeling this way? Are they, you know, going against my boundaries? Is, you know, it their energy? There's a lot of different reasons as to why we can be doing that or I'm talking to somebody and it feels super open and expansive and I feel really happy when I leave this place. Um, that's an indicator that that's something that's good. It's something that's benefiting you. It's bringing you, um, allowing you to feel like you can be yourself. So I think that is the biggest um, learning part, right? Is learning how your energy feels in your body. And the best way to do that is seeing how it reacts in certain situations and taking notes on that. Um, taking notes on when I went here today, I felt like this and notice, right? Cause then you can start to track things and be like, Hey, every time I go to this place, I feel like this, what's up with that? You know? Um, so that to, would be one of the biggest things and meditate. I know that's not always easy for people in the beginning. <laughs> it wasn't for me. Um, and I was like, I'm never going to be able to do this. And now I do it all the time. So get out of your own head and just be open to the possibilities. I started with guided meditations first because I needed somebody to kind of guide me through because I wasn't sure what I was doing yet. Um, and now I prefer to not have guided meditations because I do my own thing. But if you're just learning and beginning the process, that's really helpful. Absolutely. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much, Tasha. And as we close out the conversation, can you just share how to get in contact with you if you have any offers or events or anything you want to share? Uh, please, please do. And uh, all of the information will definitely be highlighted uh, with the podcast. Yeah, so um, you can reach out to me um, either on Instagram. Um, it's divine embodiment underscore Tash, T-A-S-H. Or um, my um, website is embodied goddess. Um, that work. So you can reach out to me either way. Um, and I have my goddess union program or the mentorship. Uh, the mentorship is longer. That's like a seven month thing. Um, most of the people that come to work with me are people that are really clearing out a lot of stuff. So they need the longer time frame. But I am also having a special right now for a VIP session, um, which is like the two hour session. And then we have a half uh, two half hour phone calls and a full week of support where I'm your cheerleader. We send, you know, audio messages and everything back and forth to each other to help you through the process because the integration after sessions is one of the things I feel like a lot of people are lacking is how do I integrate all the stuff that happened in the session into my body now. Um, so that is something I really um, focus on. So I am having a special on that for $50 off of a VIP session. And I have some new things that will be coming up in August. I'll be starting my um, energetics uh, mastery program. 
So uh, if you want to apply and to work with me, um, all that information to apply to work with me is on my website. Yes, and we are excited. Tasha is amazing, you guys. Um, I personally recommend her. <laughs> um, <laughs> so tap in to her, follow her on social media. And until next time, I thank you all for listening in and rocking with us here at Unfiltered Conversations. Stay fabulous and stay magical.